Our lives intersect the lives of other people, groups, or even whole governments. What happens next is what I explore in this podcast. Welcome to Intersections. I'm Brett Dickerson, your host. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of Intersections. I'm interviewing Susan Mooring today. I first met her when she gave a, a, a pitch for an organization that she helps out uh, called OK Coders, and we're going to talk about that's the main thing about the show today is about OK Coders. Susan, why don't you tell us what you do for a living right now so we just kind of have a context of who you are and what your your uh, capabilities are, your background is. So. Of course. Great. So I am the director of an organization called the Center for the Creation of Economic Wealth, which is the name is a mouthful. We know we (laughs) refer to it as CCW a little more lovingly, Uh, but we're based out of the University of Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. We have offices in both Norman and Tulsa. uh, And our work that the majority of the work that we do is to help uh, bring early stage ideas and technologies to market. So that could be working with a university professor who's developed new intellectual property uh, or working with a local startup who has a new product they want to launch. Uh, but the overall idea is economic development by helping people launch new businesses here in Oklahoma. Wow. So that's so the university has you, they, they pay you to do that then, right? They do, yeah. How about that? It's pretty great. That sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You know, meet a lot of cool an, people. Yeah, you do meet a lot of cool people, cool don't you? Cool projects, cool businesses, yeah. We're in OK Yeah, by the way. We really appreciate them letting us kind of park at a table here today. And uh, that's that's some of the background noise that you're hearing in there. And they've not paid for me to say that. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying it as a favor. Great coffee, not a paid endorsement. (laughs) Not a paid, and you're not, this is not a paid (laughs) endorsement of yours either. Is is it kind of an incubator then? Do you guys kind of grow new ideas? Is that that Yeah, you could could say that. Um, Most of the work that we do is by uh, recruiting teams of students from the university. So top talented students from all colleges, regardless of discipline or major. Right. Uh, And they work on semester-based projects. So... Um, maybe not a traditional incubator in that we don't necessarily take in projects and then you know keep them until launch, but right, uh, right. We'll, we'll work with a company or a technology for a semester, make recommendations for what they should go and do next, yeah. uh, and then send them off to, to, to make progress and move forward on their own. So Good, good. Yeah. Let's just talk about OK Coders now. Sure. Obvious question, are you a computer code creator? I am not. Okay. <laughs> Well, neither am I. Okay, so you know, there's no, there's no accusation. How oh, we got you? You know, sure. that's uh, that's I've not it. My, I've done my fair share. A little bit of HTML, yeah. And CSS. Yeah, yeah. I can operate a WordPress, but that's about it. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. And that's uh, that's that's kind of where I am too. So, how did you get involved with OK Coders? That's a that's a great question. So, <laughs> CTEW, uh, the the work that we do is mostly with helping entrepreneurs and businesses and very early stage companies. Uh, through this work, one of the things that we found was that a lot of tech companies here in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, Tulsa uh, specifically, were having a really hard time hiring the coding talent that they needed to build out mm. their products. Mm. 
And we said, well, we know a little bit about this just from our work with computer science students at OU. Yeah. So can we bring this curriculum, start a class in the public, see if people are interested, teach them some coding and see what happens. (laughs) So that's how we started it two years ago. Um, So it was kind of a kind of a part of your business growing mission then, right? Yeah, part of the... It's something that needed grown, right? Yeah. We, needed, it needed you to help grow it. We yeah. saw a gap yeah. in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted those jobs to stay here and not get sent right, to right. offshore teams or to people out of state. Right. And yeah. we had people that wanted to learn to code, so it seemed like a natural fit. First of all, tell, tell us how OK Coders works. Anyway, just, just sure. kind of the, you know, because you're kind of the, kind of the organizing right glue in that aren't you that's right. that's what you bring to okay coders you sure. don't you don't teach coding yourself but you you have a lot of experience growing new capabilities and new talents so what do you what what is it that you do for okay coders yeah uh so i manage most of the operational side of the mm-hmm. classes that we do so instructor recruitment uh marketing taking applications, organizing space and logistics and uh, the budget. So it's sort of just the operational side, everything but teaching, (laughs) pretty much. (laughs) Right. Uh, But the way it works is we recruit instructors from the community who Mm -hmm. are real web developers. They all have full-time jobs Mm -hmm. (laughs) as web developers. Uh, So they are super great people who agree to do this in their free time after hours. Uh, so we recruit instructors from the community. We put participants through a eight to ten week, very intro level programming curriculum, yeah. uh, and then in the meantime, do our best to introduce them to the local tech community. Whether right, that's right. Uh, letting them know what meetups are going on, right. to help them learn languages, or what or other organizations or nonprofits are are mm-hmm. working to help people uh, that are wanting to get into the tech space. So. That's the bulk of what we do. Our classes so far have been all very intro level. So to help people right. that think they might be interested, figure out for sure if that's going to be something something that they want to pursue as a career. And I think we've had a lot of success because we yeah. seem to, to fill a gap where uh, people who are trying to learn solely online that might right. not necessarily fit their learning style. They need mm-hmm. that in-person interaction. Uh, but what they're getting from our sort of short intra-level boot camps is much more cost-effective than, yeah. you know, taking a class what does at a it college cost? or something What does it like cost that. to go to one of your boot camps? Uh, so our eight-week boot camp that we did this past summer was about three fifty right. per person. We're starting a new sort of format in the mm-hmm. January 2017. We're doing shorter classes that cover less curriculum, and those right. are going to be about two fifty for a month. Right. Right, so, right. Pretty cost and that's, effective. That that is incredibly lower than most boot camps. Even a lot yeah. of online boot camps. I was I was looking at a really cool looking online boot camp online yesterday when I was I was kind of looking at okay coders and then I got started looking, you know, people are kind of seeing the inside of my insanity. <laughs> you know go on these long google threads of searching things but but um you know it was like eight thousand dollars or something like that but you know it was really extensive it it would take about a year you know with them coaching one-on-one and things like that now the the difference between you guys for for 250 and and eight thousand dollars and i actually know somebody really cool guy 
it's it's paid off. But he he paid about fifteen thousand yep. to to go to a you know, and he it was a resident full time boot camp in another city. Um, and um, I don't I don't want to identify that city because somebody might go, hey, I know what boot camp that is, and <laughs> I don't want to talk him down because he came right back and like like all of a sudden he was making like double the salary they had been making before. Yeah. So so he's going to be able to pay that back, but you know it's fifteen thousand dollars. And that's a that's a pretty big bet on your ability to come out of that boot camp and do something with it, isn't it? Absolutely. <laughs> and I think those those more full time boot camps are a great option for yeah. someone that is absolutely positive. This right. is what they want to do for a right. career. Right. Because you have to be really invested. But you're also basically guaranteed a job when you come out of it. Yeah, it's really intensive. It's, that particular school has a great reputation, so you know you're walking around sure. with, with with some valuable, you know, valuable credentials in your pocket. That yeah. Way. And so, um, uh, for OK Coders, your boot camps are really meant to be more kind of exploratory, right? If somebody's yeah. really going, "Hey, can I do that? You know, can Absolutely. I can I really do this? Is that right?" That's, that was that's that was right. kind of by the by the way. I want to give kind of a pitch for one million cups. Sure. That's where I saw you was you were giving your pitch about okay, okay, coders to one million cups yesterday, just yesterday. So I really appreciate you, you agreeing to come back to Film Row again, <laughs> you know, because that was at Dunlop Cotting yesterday. So. Um, but I thought, man, this is this is awesome. This is an awesome program. I've actually read about you guys before. So you guys are more exploratory then, right? Yeah, and I would say, um, I mean, these are these are estimates, but I would say we get about a third of people that take the class because they are looking to change careers, yeah, and so this yeah. is sort of their first venture off right, into their first right. exploratory venture into learning to code. Um, I would also say we get people that aren't necessarily looking for career change this could be the entrepreneur who's a photographer and just wants to know enough to be able to run their own website right or be able to transition off of their wordpress onto something they Mm -hmm. build themselves Mm -hmm. Uh, or we also get a lot of people who are already in the it space but maybe more uh or less on the programming side that know if they could get more programming experience they could probably get a raise so (laughs) we're getting lots of people that maybe the the full-time intensive boot camp on the west coast isn't yeah. the right fit so 250 is not a great big bet is it i no. mean if you spend 15,000 or even 8,000 that's a that's a pretty big bet isn't it i mean you're really that's like going you to las vegas going yeah. to las vegas and betting on well not really i you know your your odds of success are much greater going to one of those boot camps right but it, but you really are betting mm-hmm. there uh, that, that that money invested is going to work you're boot camps are a good fairly inexpensive way to to jump in there and see can I do this right it's like am I the kind of person who's going to be happy with this who's going to work with this is that right absolutely is that kind of the dynamic you see going on there yeah and it's a way for people to so uh with, with coding there's a lot of different tools and languages and programs that you might use and all companies use different stacks Mm -hmm. different languages that they use to build their products yeah Uh, but taking okay coders is a way for people to almost learn how to learn how to use the language if that makes sense so they're understanding the framework of how languages work together and what you can do with them so for even for people that are looking to career change we're hopefully giving them the 
the framework that they need. Yeah. So even if they are, you know, still need to learn 10 more languages before right. they can get hired, they, they understand the mindset and the frameworks that they need to go and do that. That have you have you found that that that's a that's a good place also for well you well you might have already answered this but but do you find that that's a good way for people to just kind of bootstrap themselves in to a profession when they just really can't afford to go get a CS degree a computer science degree absolutely especially if they can take what they're learning at OK Coders, right. maybe meet up with a few other people in the class, right. build some projects on their own outside yeah. of class, and, and get really good at the networking piece, then uh-huh. yeah, we've seen people have success with that for sure. In the earlier years, it was assumed that you you just really had to go to university and get a four-year computer science degree in order to do all this stuff. And that might have been the case once upon a time. But, but today... Uh, do I do I need to go and get a CS degree someplace in 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 order to be an effective coder? No, <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Um, so actually, this is maybe a good anecdote. So our instructor for the last class that we did in Oklahoma City actually has a undergraduate degree in economics and statistics. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, started as a product manager for a tech startup and then realized, hey, I think I could do this coding thing. I want to do this. Yeah. I want to, I want to create. Yeah. Yeah. Uh And uh, so he actually came and took the very first class of OKCoders. How about that? Is now a full-time web developer and then became an instructor of OKCoders. So that's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of what you get with the CS degree is some of the, a lot of this theory behind computer science. Kind of more the engineering, kind of high level engineering kind of stuff, right? Yeah. In fact, you can graduate with a CS degree and not necessarily have ever built a web application or maybe right. not a full one yeah. Yeah. Or, or one that would actually be used yeah. by a business or something. So, I mean, there's pros and cons to both, but I think in today's yeah. business world, yeah, you can definitely be a programmer without I was talking about expensive bets that. a while ago. That's a really expensive bet when you do four years of college and, you, and then to find out, you know, I don't think I like this after all. Now, my theory is any four-year degree is worth it. Uh, it is an experience about learning how to learn. It's it, it's it's awesome, um, but but to say, well, in order to do this, you have you have to get this certain degree. That that's less the case all the time, isn't it? As because of the internet, right? yeah, absolutely. you can learn stuff on the internet. Yeah. So when people come uh, come to OK Coders to a, to a boot camp, mm-hmm. uh, what do you see? What kind of demographic do you see there? Anyway, is it is it still is coding still kind of a boys club kind of? Yes. <laughs> yeah, we do. Our, our classes have been definitely a majority uh, male, although we have had some female candidates right. and really doing our best to mm-hmm. get marketing out to other women in the community that we think would be right. be interested in participating. So that's one thing we see. Uh, but maybe more interesting, I think, for me has been sort of the age and. Yeah. Uh, and background of our participants so we're seeing people from 25 to 50 wow uh so maybe these are some of the the it professionals that i talked about yeah that, yeah maybe working in it security working or something yeah and absolutely really get into the guts of what they're yeah. trying to secure yeah but we've had yeah. everything from that to catering managers who are working <laughs> full-time and you know yeah. gotta get out of the service industry yeah we had yeah. a a pretty young person who's an immigrant from Guatemala uh-huh. had been driving up from Ardmore 
for our classes in Oklahoma City two nights that? a week, just yeah. trying to make a better life for themselves. So yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's pretty it's exciting really interesting for us to see. at at uh, Fender Plains Conference Tech Conference with a lot of different people showing up for that. Uh, at this year's Thunder Plains, uh, Jesse and Amanda Harlan. I hope you hear this shout out here. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a panel with all female coders and and all of them talked about what they were doing the stuff that they were doing they're creating code they're working and none of them had a cs degree and all of them had a story about how they really needed to come into coding through a different route mostly because of expense because of Mm -hmm. money or they had families, and, and they, they were having to make a living while they were learning to make a better living, uh, which you've just talked about here. Um, but it, it was significant to me that that every one of those women in, in code uh, had not tried to go get a CS degree. The, the university campus, the CS department at, at these campuses very often those departments, you know, there's a lot of knowledge, there's a lot of brilliance there, but culturally, those are not necessarily friendly places for women, are they? Yeah, well, I guess I've never been inside one, so I don't, I don't yeah. know if I can speak to that personally. <laughs> uh, but I think if you look at the demographics, right, still yeah. at yeah. the at colleges of engineering in general, they're still pretty heavily male. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and that's that's not by intent. It's it's the kind of person who wants to go to college and get an engineering degree, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of times um, in the, that that starts in high school, and it, and it's kind of the, you know, the the guys who have already started, like you know, modifying their web browser or whatever, and they go, hey, I want to do this, and that's usually guys who are interested in that. I used to teach high school, and it's, you know, guy, guys for the most part, there are a few young women. Who are and those are the few young women who fit into that that boys club. So they go to college and they don't have any problem being around all those men either. Uh, but but that's that's pretty rare. Um, newly arrived people to the United States, people outside of the age demographic. You know, I think I would have a hard time at my age. You know, I'm I'm over fifty somewhere there. I would have a hard time fitting 50 in. Fifty was just an estimate. Fitting. <laughs> <laughs> fitting, fitting. Well, I'm over fifty. I would, I would have a hard time fitting in. I think to a to a, a classic big university CS department. Um, just just age demographic. There'd sure. be so much difference in my age and and my classmates' age. It would that would be not a barrier, but it, but it would be a dampening kind of process for me. Uh, because because at the end of the day, coding coding is is really a collaborative effort, isn't it? Yeah. Is that a part Especially of Especially if you're working on a, you know, big, robust yeah. product like some of our tech startups here in the city yeah. are, are developing. Is that, is that a part of what people find out when they when they come to your boot camp is, can I can I do paired coding? Can I work with other people on stuff? Is that is that kind of what's what it isn't just exploring, yeah, can I get code? It's it's can I work with other people on code, right? Yeah, absolutely. And we try to uh, foster an environment where that's okay in our classes. So uh, we try really hard to not make the whole two hours of class be lecture (laughs) and to give them things that they can pair up or get in groups and work on. Yeah. Uh, And then we also 
uh, we actually assign homework. (laughs) So we don't grade the homework or give people a grade for the class, of course, but it's just sort of, here are the things you should be learning outside of class if you want to be able to keep up for the full eight to ten weeks. You assume their motivation, and that's a fair assumption. Yeah. I mean, that's fair to assume motivation. If somebody goes, yeah, I want to be a part of this, and then show up act bored or whatever. Right. Like my (laughs) high school kids did when the state forced them to go to school. Right. Uh, Yeah, this is is a whole different dynamic, isn't it? People come there highly motivated. They do their homework, don't they? Exactly. And so we do our best to help help them organize study groups so that they're doing that together outside Mm -hmm. of class. And, um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people say that to be really great at coding, you just have to be really good at Google which is not totally, that's like major, like underestimating what it takes to be a programmer. But a lot of it is just sort of this, when you don't know something, you got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. And you got to Google, you got to talk to people and work in teams to to figure it out and have that sort of itch to solve the problem. So yeah, we want want people to do that as part of our class for sure. Man, I tell you, when I was a issues blogger, when I was still in the classroom, I was an education blogger. And I learned WordPress there a little bit. And now that I'm starting my own news website, Oklahoma City Free Press, now I, you know, I have a really powerful theme, you know, with my WordPress site. And, and I've really had to work hard to figure that out. So it's one thing to get on Google and, and just read about WordPress. It's another thing to actually dig in there and solve problems and, wait a minute, this isn't working the way it's supposed to, or it isn't working the way I want it to, or this site doesn't look the way I want it to or here's a certain kind of functionality I can't get out of this right now. I need to get, it involves more more than just reading about stuff. It's like solving problems. And yeah, it, you got to It's being curious and, and, re- and really kind of um, not totally immune to frustration, but frustration, <laughs> I think, I think you know, everybody gets frustrated by something, you know, in their daily lives, traffic, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, whatever. But but it has to do with, with, with how you take your own frustration, right? It's like what you do with it. Some people take that frustration and that's kind of a kind of the fuel for solving a problem. Other people get frustrated and they go, Well, I'm out of here. You know, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, and is that some of what people find out when they get to one of your uh, boot camps also? It's like it's yeah. like what do they do with frustration? <laughs> it's also it's also pretty funny if you spend any extended amount of time around programmers is that you'll just he- hear the occasional, yes, <laughs> ah, I got it. I got it. It finally works <laughs> from all over the classroom yeah. or the, you yeah. know, wherever they're working. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's probably part of the personality traits that make yeah. a good, a yeah, good programmer. Is yeah, yeah just to press on. Yeah. 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 Um, I think I think that's a really important thing that a lot of people just don't understand. They go, well, yeah, yeah, I can get on GitHub and I can look at these pieces of code and stuff. But that doesn't mean just just because you look up and copy and paste a bunch of code off a of, off a of GitHub or whatever, that that doesn't mean that once you put all that together, it's going to work. It's like it's like me gathering car parts and putting them all together. <laughs> it doesn't mean the car's going to work. Right. I have to I have to get the car to work. That that's the challenge, isn't it? Absolutely. You can just drop all that code in there all you want, and it may not work at all, no matter what you do, <laughs> un- unless you really figure out how to make all that all those pieces work. Sure. Together, right? And then when you look at the jobs that these aspiring programmers are trying to apply for, you have to be able to do that with code that right. you didn't necessarily write. <laughs> so you have to be able to make things work when the code was written by... 
10 different people with, within the company. So, yeah. So for, so for you guys then, uh, it's, about, it's about exploring our own capabilities. If we sign up for, for this boot camp, then, then it's about exploring that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can be more than that if you want it to be. Right, yeah. <laughs> so if you know I want a job in programming in Oklahoma, yeah. we're going to do our best to help you get that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, but, you know, for anyone, it can be exploratory. See if yeah. you like it. Good. Yeah. Okay. So, so how do we how do we sign up? If somebody goes, somebody's listening to this and going, "Oh, I'm in." Yeah. Two fifty. I can borrow that from five <laughs> friends. You know, I want to. <laughs> you could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> right. So, so go out and find your five best friends. See if you can borrow some money from them, and sign up for this. How do they sign up for these boot camps? Yep. These so, fill up, by the way, pretty fast, don't they? Yeah, they do. So we yeah. actually just opened the application for our next round of boot camps a couple of days ago, when we've already had about. 20 people in uh, all across Oklahoma City and Tulsa, which is if awesome. You're, if you're listening yes, to this, you've got to get on fast. it like this week, <laughs> not wait until after Christmas because it's probably going to be full by then, right? It, that's yeah. possible, yeah. Okay. Uh, but our next class here in Oklahoma City starts on January 7th. We're doing weekend classes, so it's just going to wow. be Saturdays yeah. for a block of time on Saturday mornings. Nine to one, right? Nine to one yeah. here in Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the yeah. applications are at okcoders.com. Okay. Yeah, you can find all the info right. there. You can, you can just sign up there at okcoders.com. Mm-hmm. Right. There is a short application. We ask, we want to get to know you a little bit, so we do right. ask for yeah. some short answer questions. And then there are a couple of what we call challenge questions mm-hmm. on the application. So this might be write a line of code in JavaScript that will do this, which can be pretty intimidating if you like are a, a true beginner. Yeah. Uh, but we put that on there to sort of gauge your ability to google for one <laughs> well to figure <laughs> to see, out how to, to write something. hello world yeah exactly uh, to yeah. see it to see a challenge and say okay i'm right. going to take 10 minutes and figure this out even though i don't know so it's a good little kind of pre-test right yeah. there isn't it? yeah so if you apply do the challenge questions <laughs> for sure uh but yeah but it's a pretty short application and i think in oklahoma city the applications are due december 30th okay uh, but the sooner you apply the better all right Susan Mooring, thank you very much for meeting with me on your way to work this morning. (laughs) Really appreciate that. And I know the listeners are going to benefit from this a lot. Well, I hope so. Thanks for having me. That concludes our interview. There are several ways for you to catch this weekly podcast. Go to our website at intersectionsok.com where you can subscribe, listen to episodes, read the backstory, and see photos of our guest. On iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and our Facebook page, we are Intersections Oklahoma. On Twitter and Instagram, we are Intersections OK. I always want to hear about the cool people in your life, so write to me. My email address is ideas at intersectionsok.com. Steven Tyler is our awesome production advisor, and I am your host, Brett Dickerson. <laughs>